What are those priceless gifts that money can't buy? Well, I can tell you one of the first is the gift of time, creating memories with your children. The next priceless gift is teaching your child the value of spending time with God. In the novel, A Few Minutes with God, written for children and teens, the story unfolds about a struggling family and the gift of hearing God and the outcome, which is a wonderful blessing from the Lord. Your children will want to pray and spend time listening to God after reading this book. Visit MediaAngels.com for more information. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. friends and welcome. This is a few minutes with God podcast. And today we're going to talk about loving as Christ loves. This is episode 241. And you can find today's show notes at a few minutes with God podcast.com. I'm asking the impossible today, right? <laughs> to love as Christ loves. And as my kids would say, when I would ask them to do something, they would say, Mom, we're not God. We can't be perfect. And so I know that there are so many examples um, of how God loves us. And all we can do is try to emulate God's love. We're not going to be perfect, and we're not going to get it right all the time. So before I get started, I'd like you to check out MediaAngels.com where I have books and products that I have written. Um, you can check it out um, and the books, A Few Minutes with God, as well as One More Child. And please share this episode with a friend. That is one of the ways that you can help this podcast and the others on the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network to flourish. Thanks so much for listening and for your help. If I asked you, what is the first thing that pops into your mind when I say Christ loves, what would your answer be? If you want to, you can turn off this podcast and just take a few moments to think about that. What is Christ's love? We can read so many different examples in scripture. One of them is John 13, 34 through 35. A new commandment I give you that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. In a nutshell, to love as Christ means to love one another and to become Christ's disciples by example. Of course, not all people are lovable, and that's the difference. It's easy to love those who love us. We've talked about that before. But we can learn not only by reading the scriptures, by studying um, you know, the Bible or having a Bible study or 
even doing a scripture study on your own, you can learn so many things. There are so many good YouTube um, channels now that have so many meaty types of videos. Um, I like Father Goring. He's a little bit on the silly side sometimes, but he gives you just a little bit of scripture to think about. Um, He is from Canada and he has such a good heart and such a happy outlook on things. Again, there are so many different scripture scholars out there. There are so many people who want to share the good news of Christ. And these are things that can pick us up each day, and they can also educate us. By studying scripture, it means that we're looking at our lives as a challenge to get better one day at a time. I read a book by a well-known evangelist who claimed that during some seasons of his faith journey, sometimes he just didn't want to show up. He didn't want to show up for prayer with the Lord. He didn't want to show up to read the scriptures. He just basically didn't feel like participating in his Christian life. We all go through life struggles that can bring us closer to God or can cause us to stray. Showing up is half the battle. One of my friends has been um, attacked, not only personally, but in his ministry. And he has, um, through no fault of his own, um, someone in his family has, you know, pretty much um, made his life miserable, to say the least. And he does have a Christian ministry, and it's very difficult for him, especially when others are saying bad things about him. But interestingly, he says that if I act like other people act toward me, then I'm no better than they are. I need to rise above it and act as Christ would want me to act. And that's what God talks about too in the in scriptures when it talks about turning the other cheek. In past episodes, we've talked about forgiveness. Would you believe that the podcasts I've done on forgiveness are two of the biggest uh, number of downloads? Because everyone wants to understand forgiveness and everyone wants forgiveness for what they've done, but often it's hard to forgive those who have hurt us. When I look for um, pictures from my podcast to um, share on social media, I selected a graphic for this one that had Jesus bent over writing in the sand. And for me, that is such an amazing graphic. It's such a visible sign of the scripture I'm going to read to you. Because the question is, what was Jesus writing in the sand? And I want you to think about that as I read John 8, verses 2 through 11 to you. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts where all people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach him. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law of Moses, commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started writing on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, 
Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. There have been so many uh, discourses written about this, and some say that Jesus was writing out the sins of those who were standing around him. And that is why people left. Because Jesus knows our hearts. He knows our minds. He knows our sins, those that we confess, and those that we don't. And that gives us hope that we can be like Christ and love as Christ because we too are sinful. Another verse that comes to mind shows us how we should love one another. Ephesians 5.25, and the whole verse is beautiful. I always say this to you, right? Read all of Ephesians 5. But I want to read just this portion. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. This is an appropriate scripture as I record this podcast in the month of February. All over, we hear things about love and about Valentine's Day, and, and you know, the stores are filled with red and white types of things. But true love comes from Christ, and true love is sacrificial. How can this be? We are sinful creatures, and we fail one another always. In fact, we hurt those we love the most. But Christ loved us in a sacrificial way, and that is our example, to deny ourselves for others. We look at love as conditional. What am I going to get out of it? I know I'll love you or I'll do this for you, but then what are you going to do back for me? And that's not true love. To love, you have to care. And to be hurt by love means you care so much that it crushes you when you consider the hurt. But love is more than what happens to us. One definition of love is sacrificial. Love gives and love also receives. Some of us love to receive gifts. Others love to give gifts. Each of us is a unique gift. Scripture tells us we're created in the image and likeness of God. We are created with a body a soul, and a spirit. We crave love, which comes to us unfailingly from Christ. In fact, inside each one of us, we really crave the love of Christ. And when that love goes unfulfilled, that being filled up by Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, when that is a place that is not filled in our lives, that is what is causing the discontent That is what is causing us to fail in our daily struggles. Only God can fill up every single place inside of us, so then we can pour out to those around us. One of the most recited scriptures is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, 
that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. This beautiful scripture speaks about the love of Christ for us, that sacrificial love. Can you imagine if Christians worldwide would think about loving as Christ loves us? Can you imagine the change in our world? We can take it one step further, just within our own families. First, start there. And then our larger social circle, those at school, at work, the people we meet in the grocery store. We can go against the flow and pray to the Lord for grace to do this. We are so blessed and we do not see it. But if we did, we would be so happy to give to others. It doesn't have to cost money. It can cost you a smile to brighten someone's day. And a hug goes a long way toward healing hurts. We as a people are so wounded that we forget that others are hurting as well. Christ's love for us continues to pour out upon all of us. It wasn't a one-time thing. Sure, his sacrifice was one time, but the effects of his sacrifice are everlasting. 1 John 4.16 says, So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. Can we abide in God's love? It's never too late. No matter what sin or anger we have in our hearts, there is forgiveness. It can start right now. It can start today with a decision to turn away from what the Bible calls sin. Our world says nothing is sinful if you want to do it, just do it. But in this mindset, we see the summer givers and summer takers, which is frustrating for all. The givers are upset. They give with nothing they give with nothing in return, and the takers are upset because it's never enough. In Corinthians three fourteen we read, and above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Love truly binds everything together. That is why romance books and hallmark movies permeate the stores and airways. Everyone wants to love and be loved. Everyone wants that unconditional love that the scriptures talk about. No one wants to love unconditionally. We can love, but we want something back. While we can love and have sacrificial love, it's difficult to love in that way. And it truly is a grace. Think about the love of a parent for a child. That child can give nothing back especially when it's in, the, in, in its infancy. And then, as it grows, we as parents expect more. However, we cannot outgive our God. He is mighty and immense, and his love knows no bound. I've used this as a challenge through the years, but I'm going to say it again. Try to outgive God. Try to outgive God in some way and see what happens. Try to outgive God with your love, your trust, your time, your gifts. Ask God what you can do to serve Him, and then watch what happens. It may not be today, but it will be at some point in time when you least expect it. Have you ever looked back at the previous year and you see God's hand in it? As the saying goes, hindsight is twenty twenty. We might not see the miracles in our life right now, 
but we will see them in the future. My son is in the Army Rangers program, and this week has been the longest week of my life. He had to pass this week's challenges to be an RS, a Ranger student. In the private group, the administrators shared what they were going through, and as I was praying for him, I thought that Christ has given us his sacrificial love. Christ gave us his, his body and blood, soul, and divinity, right? Christ died for us. But our military, they give their bodies for us. So do the police and the sheriffs and the firefighters and the first responders and the nurses and the doctors on the front lines, right? They put their lives on the line for us, and we don't really think about it as corresponding to the love of Christ or how Christ loves us. But even if they're not believers, this is Christ-like. It is giving of themselves to serve others. This little aha moment was so amazing to me as I was praying for him. And as an aside, I ask that you uh, pray that he successfully makes it through all three stages of the journey. This one week was just so that he could go on to the next uh, two or three weeks, I believe it is. But if, if you would join me in prayer, I'd appreciate that. And one of the things I love is they've set up a prayer chain so that people could pray for all of these soldiers. So friends, our choice is to love as Christ loves or to follow our own way. My choice is to follow Christ's example. This week, I urge you to think about Christ's love and to look at the scripture verses, not only those I shared with you, which are all found on the show notes. You can go to A Few Minutes with God, look for episode 241, Christ's Love, and you'll find them there. But also to look at the Bible and find scriptures that you can journal about that really touch and impact you. And that is your challenge this week, to use Christ's example of his love to love others in your life. Take care and God's blessings upon you and your family. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, a few minutes with God.com and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.